0: even whether to do a series. And so I um, had really started uh, my preparation and study in the book of Acts. And uh, as I was just, just probably, oh, I don't know, about, a, about four or five days ago, walking and praying, and I just really felt impressed and led to uh, go to the book of Hebrews. And so we're going to study through the book of Hebrews. Now, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've never taught. Hebrews. I've taught a bunch of the books of Bibles t- in uh, different classes, uh, but I've never taught Hebrews b- before as uh, a class, and so um, we're going we're gonna to have a, an interesting journey together. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, uh, I think, uh, now truthfully, uh, when it comes to books that, that just are life-changing, I believe, and so vital and essential, uh, I think Romans is, in the New Testament, it is so very important. But right next to that is the book of Hebrews. It's so very important. And so uh, we're going to uh, start, it. and tonight, uh, because we're just really limited on time and we've got to have a meeting, I'm just going to lay just a, a real basic foundation, not take, but just a few minutes on that but um uh you know it, normally you start off with you know who is the author of a of a book like this now uh, let me help you i you know most people say they're not really sure i know exactly who it is it's god okay uh so g- god's the author but uh the human uh, pen that was used to to write this uh, most people believe would be uh the apostle paul uh now luke may have again been the you know the writer for that uh, but you know you, you, there's uh, but most think it, it'd be apostle paul and probably the greatest evidence would be in second peter chapter three verse 15 and then this no this is going to change your life but but i just thought it was a little bit interesting second peter chapter three verse 15 it says an account and account that the long suffering of our lord is salvation even as our beloved brother paul no second peter peter's writing uh, our beloved brother paul also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you peter is writing to the jews and he says that paul wrote to the hebrews to the jews and so there you know if this is not the letter uh, that he wrote then there's some letter out there but i think it at least gives a little bit of evidence that, that possibly this is the book now the real important thing though the real important emphasis is not the human author uh, but the person and the godhead of jesus christ that's what's important here and that's what's really going to be important in the book of hebrews is uh is just who jesus is uh it's so very important who jesus is so very important uh the, the the blood of christ in in the book of hebrews and so uh I'm gonna give you just about uh, I think six or seven uh, just little statements here, <clears throat> and that's this: the book of Hebrews declares who Jesus is. In chapter one, it shows us that he is God. He's the he is God. He's God, uh, the Son of God. In Hebrews chapter two verses. 5 through 18, this is not where we're going to study. These are just some statements, so again, laid a little bit of foundation for tonight. But Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 18, teaches us that He became a man for us. And and so, it's going to make it real clear, uh, right from the very beginning, how, uh, you know, that that Christ is God. It's just an absolute. He starts out from the very beginning, uh, chapter 1, and just making this real abundantly clear. going to get way ahead of myself, but He's going to Uh, you know chapter one is going to address the issue of angels and 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 and, uh, he's making it real clearly uh, clear to the hebrews that the angels and christ they're they're not on the same plane they're not on the same level but uh, number two the book of hebrews shows us how to understand the old testament uh the it teaches us that the whole bible declares the same message and it's all about jesus and that book of hebrews is going to help us there also uh number three uh the book of hebrews especially in chapter 11 teaches the importance of faith and uh and this is in you know, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. So this is an incredibly important issue. God wants to make it very clear. He warns us in Hebrews chapter three and Hebrews chapter four, uh, there's a, he, he warns us about unbelief. And so uh, he's making sure and very clear to us this thing of faith is very, very important. And so uh, then number four, the, the book of Hebrews explains clearly the reasons for Jesus's death. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15, it teaches that God can forgive us only because of Jesus' death. I mean, it says we wouldn't have no forgiveness if it was not for uh, the death of Christ, but also for the shed blood of Christ. And so it tells us that jesus' death was the most important event ever and and that and it is Jesus' death is the most important event ever if jesus had not come and had not sh- uh, lived this perfect life and shed his blood and died, where would we be uh there be there would be no purpose for existence uh truth is you'd be better off never to have existed and so uh in number five the book of hebrews shows us what jesus is doing in heaven right now uh, Hebrews seven twenty five uh, and explains where Jesus is now. It's going to talk about the fact of where he sits, and he sits on to, at the right hand of the Father. And he and uh, <clears throat> you know he's a lot of people think that you know imagery. You know we picture this maybe like uh, Brother Allen is on the right hand uh, of uh, here in a different seat, but I don't see it that way. I see it that they are in the throne together. He just happens to be on the right side of the father. And that I again don't understand uh, uh, that in in totality. I mean I, my mind has to wrap around it, but I believe it's one throne. I believe he's in that throne with him. And so the book of Hebrews explains many of the reasons why God's people suffer. This is another reason why this is such a good book because it's going we're going to uh, get to a period of time where we're going to talk about why is there suffering? Why do people suffer? You know, so many people think if you suffer, then you—you know—I must—you know—God must must hate me. I must have done something wrong. Well, listen, folks, you can live a really great life, and that doesn't mean—I mean, everything be going great for you, and that does not mean God's okay with you. And everything can be going rotten with you, and that does not mean God's against you. If that's true, then why—why do we have Job in the Bible? You know, it just—he's there to show us that—that. Uh, In this world, we're going to have, it rains on the just and the unjust. And so, uh, and i thinking of rain, I just remembered it, I forgot to turn the water off out there. And so, um, the book of Hebrews shows us God's plan for his people's lives. He wants them to have the closest possible fellowship with him. You kind of see that in Hebrews chapter 10. He's making he's making his people perfect and mature. He that's what he wants us to be and grow and be mature. And so that's that's kind of what uh, the what we're going to be seeing in the book of Hebrews. And and uh, and, and I you know I haven't uh, you know. Gone all the way through it. I'm excited about doing it. I, honestly, I really am. I, I love getting into a new book. I love getting into it. I've read through Hebrews, I, you know, I, I couldn't even remember how many times I've studied it. I've gone through it. I've preached on it. But to just take it and break it down and walk through it, I, I have not done that. And I'm excited about doing it because there's so much in the book. Uh, there's a, the late Dr. Walter Martin, founder of the Christian Research Institute. He, he also wrote the book called The Kingdom of the Cults. Here's what he, he says. He says, the book of Hebrews was written by a Hebrew to other Hebrews, telling the Hebrews to stop acting like Hebrews. <laughs> and that's really what it comes down to. He's just, he, he's, this is a book written probably by Paul, a Hebrew, to the Hebrews, telling them to stop acting like Hebrews. He's saying, look, <laughs> we're done with that. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come new. And so in reality, many of the early Jewish believers were slipping back into the rites and rituals of Judaism in order to escape the mounting persecution and so again that's some of the things we're going to look at that's why we're going to talk about suffering why do people suffer and 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 uh, they have ever since they you know christianity and before but uh, but people are going to suffer but uh, but that's that's what's happening these these uh, uh christian jews uh, who had who these jewish people who had gotten saved they're being persecuted they're suffering for the cause of christ and so it's gonna we're gonna talk about that and this letter is a, is really uh, and it's kind of an exhortation for those persecuted believers to continue, to continue in the grace of Jesus Christ and just not give up. And again, it's so good because if you're not, you know, if you're not going through some sort of persecution or some sort of suffering, if you're not doing it right now, it's coming. You know, it just is because we we are human, frail beings. And it's coming in our life, and so um and I, I'm not sure how much further I'll go with this, but there are nearly one hundred Old Testament references in the book of Hebrews now to me that's really, really important because this is this is in a day and age where the old testament is is being being eliminated and when we get to this book, what you find out is that, that they're not doing away with the Old Testament. There's over 100 references to the, to the Old Testament in the book of Hebrews. Now, as I, as I saw that and started thinking about that, how important the Old Testament was to the New Testament, how important the Old Testament was to the gospel, uh, then I just did a little bit of a study, and I started thinking about, okay, uh, it, it's the, obviously the Old Testament is relevant to today. I, no matter how many people say it's not relevant, it's relevant Amen. today. And, and here's Jesus quotes from Psalms, Deuteronomy, Exodus, and Isaiah the most. He references every book of the Pentateuch plus several of the prophets. And watch this. And some other, somebody else has done this research. But uh, the research that they have says that Jesus quotes 27 of the Old Testament books. He quoted the Old Testament 78 times, the Pentateuch alone 26 times. He quoted from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Psalms, Proverbs, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Amos, Jonah, Micah, and Malachi. The Old Testament must have been important. It's important to Jesus. And so he referred to the Old Testament, Jesus did, as the Scriptures, or the word of god now listen to me time frame doesn't stop it from being the word of god the fact that we're in the new testament period cannot stop the old testament from being the word of god so it's a it's vital the the old testament uh the the apostles quoted Uh, the Old Testament 209 times from uh, quoted 209 times from the Old Testament and consider it or use terms like the oracles of God the Old Testament in hundreds of places predicted the events of the New Testament and as the New Testament is fulfillment of and testifies to the the authenticity of the Old Testament so it it just uh, again this is one of the things that we're going to be looking at as we as we travel through this book the importance of of not rejecting the old testament and, and uh, l- let me t- just tell you the reason that so there's so much of a push for that today it's kind of like what we're dealing with in our school system where where they're rewriting history and so if you, you rewrite history and, 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 and you say that wars were fought for this reason or that reason, not really, or you change somebody's character, or, or that's, it's almost the same thing because you're trying to tear down patriotism. And I'm telling you that the reason we're eliminating the Old Testament is because the Old Testament makes direct references to things about morality that people don't want to face. It's really all it comes down to. So let's eliminate those statements, and it's one of the reasons that we're going through uh, our series on the commands of Christ. Because uh, you know that they, they—that's that's part of the reason why we don't eliminate that. Had the Old Testament had commands in it, and oh me, Jesus didn't have commands, but we're finding out he had a lot of commands, and those commands are very very important, and so. Uh, I'm going to take about two more minutes. We're going to stop it. But uh, we'll begin in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Look at it. It says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. he's saying he he he, through by his son he made the worlds and who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person man this this verbiage that the words are so important here and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Boy, I mean, in the first five verses, God makes it so clear that Jesus is God and he's above any other Creation because he was not created. You see, he says, And he has, hath in these last days spoken un, unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. You see, God spake to his ancient people when it says sundry times, that means many times, many ways, and different forms. And what it really means is through uh, through successive generations, different prophets of old were given different portions of revelations of what was to come, but they didn't get it all. Any Now, not one of the prophets had all. Now, one of the prophets had everything. They got bits and pieces and they told of what God gave them. Now, that's what it means by ancient people at sundry times. And so, in divers manners I means sometimes uh, you know it came in different ways. It came to uh, sometimes by direct personal uh, you know personal directions, or sometimes by dreams, or sometimes by visions, sometimes by divine influences on the mind of the prophets. Sometimes they heard the voice of God. You know, so he, he he worked in many ways. Can I tell you how he works with us? Right here, through his book. And so it was it was a different. Uh, they everything uh, in these sundry times and, and, and divers' manners, God was, was giving bits and pieces, and he said, I'm going to tell this one this way, and, and I'm going I'm to tell this one this way, and, and I'm, I'm going to call out to this one here, and I'm going to come in a dream here. But, hath, but now in these last days, he's spoken unto us by his son. You see, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's spoken to us. So, and just to leave you this, but now that that which is in part has been done away. So they got bits and pieces in different ways in the Old Testament. I'll give you just 1 Corinthians, and this is really what it's all it's talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9 and 10 it says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. And so, uh, and that does not mean that the Old Testament. was giving bits and pieces he said no you got it all now you got it all now he said so you don't have to you know you don't have to go back here and say wow you know uh, well i got this piece and that piece and that piece he said the puzzle is complete now you got it all complete all right uh, so i was gonna finish up we're gonna jump into it we'll get into a lot more uh well won't be next wednesday uh, but we're still trying to figure out how to do this, uh, and, and we will probably here in just a second, you know, whether we'll have a meeting in here while they're having a vacation Bible school over there. Uh, I'm not sure Sunday night or Wednesday night, because in our church, so many people are going to have to be involved in working that, you know, I don't know if we'll have, you know, six people here. So, uh, we're going to find that out, but right now we're going to have, uh, we'll, I'll just close this in prayer and then we'll have, if you're going to help us with Vacation Bible School, which I really would love if you would, if you'd just come on right up here in the center section, we'll have a little meeting here. And make sure to stop by the Lejeune's table, please, and get some of their material and pray for them. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness and your love to us. Thank you for, Lord, allowing us to accomplish a lot this this afternoon. I mean, Lord, we did get, uh, had that ladies Bible class, had uh the 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 just uh the re uh decorating uh, so to speak of the of the children's church and got that all straightened out and then and lord uh, and then have our service and and get to hear from a missionary lord we uh, a lot uh, is going on but lord you you gave us strength gave us energy gave us wisdom and and allowed us to be blessed please be with us now and be with those that are sick and those that are those that are uh, hurting Uh, Like Mrs. Felton, Lord, I pray that you'd give her strength and grace, please. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You can dismiss if we could gather together.